Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. What a wonderful presence of the Lord in this place today. Amen. I feel like somebody came excited this morning. If you didn't come excited, maybe you'll leave excited today. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Well, that doesn't sound very good. That's how some of us came in here this morning. We feel void. We feel empty. We feel like we are in a place of darkness. We feel like we're struggling to just make it another day. We came in with heavy spirits, but it doesn't end there. It says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And once that Spirit began to move, He began to speak and things began to take place. So I don't care what it looked like when you got here this morning. I don't care how empty it looked, how dark it may seem. The Spirit has been moving in this place. It's been hovering in this place. And yes, it is that same Spirit from Genesis 1 that is moving in this place today. And when the Spirit gets done moving, He's going to speak. And then it's going to be some more things going on around here today. Amen? Are you ready for the Word of the Lord today? Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Isaac Newton is judged to be the greatest scientist who ever lived. In his book, he stated that there was a law of universal gravitation and three laws of mass and motion. In another book, he wrote optics. He said that there was much of a breakthrough in optics as another book that he had written. He also made fundamental contributions to pure mathematics but what little bit is known about him is that in fact though he was a scientist and he loved science science was not Isaac Newton's chief interest he spent more time studying the Bible than he did anything else in his life and he is quoted as saying atheism is so senseless he said when I look at the solar system I see the earth at the right distance from the sun to receive just the amount of proper heat and light that it needs. That did not happen by chance. The motions of the planets require a divine arm to impress them. A divine arm that is not even seen. There's a whole lot of things that happen in realms that we don't even see. In places that we don't even know about. In situations we don't even realize what God is doing and He's doing it. If you would turn with me this morning to 2 Kings chapter 6. Begin reading at verse 13. 2 Kings chapter 6. Begin reading at verse 13. If you have it, that's great. If not, you can look up at the screens. 
Word of the Lord said, and he, speaking of the king of Syria, said, go and spy where Elisha is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is at Dothan. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Today, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on the subject, the work behind the scenes. The work behind the scenes. Can we go to the Lord in prayer one more time? Lord, we love you so much. God, we thank you for your presence in this place. God, I praise you right now for what you've already done in this place today. God, and we've seen you do something awesome already. We have felt you do something awesome already. God, but there is another work that is being done. A work that we haven't even seen yet. A work that you are preparing for us. Something that you are doing for this service and for these people today. God, I pray right now that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would fall in this place. For it is the anointing that destroys every yoke. It is the anointing that makes the difference. It is the anointing that grabs the hearts of sinners and draws them to an altar. God, we cannot do this without your anointing. God, I pray you would move on every heart and soul today. And we give you glory and honor and praise. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated today. Amen. If you were a play or a presentation or a film, a Broadway musical or a play or a presentation or a film, in that you would watch as actors and actresses would act out scenes that were written by someone and directed by someone. These people would be the forefront of everything you saw. You would see the action scenes. You would see the drama. You would see the tears. You would see everything that they had prepared for on this side of the curtain. These actors and actresses would be given awards and they would be given applause and two thumbs up. And they would be appreciated for the work that was done on this side. The work that you were able to see. The work that you were able to appreciate. But at the conclusion of this, or perhaps on the program, there would be a list of people, a credit 
that would be given to people who played a part that perhaps you did not see. There would be people such as cameramen, light men, the lady who worked on costumes and makeup, the person who made the programs, the person who took pictures. Their names would all be listed for playing a part in this thing that you just enjoyed. But sometimes we don't realize that there are more people involved in the work that is being done. There is more that is taking place on the other side of the curtain. There is things that are taking place that you will never know about because you are sitting on this side and there's something else happening on this side. And as long as you sit from this side and, and have this point of view, you're never going to see that there's a light man up there who's running things. As long as some of us sit here today, we may never know that there's a brother Chad back there who runs the sound and makes sure all of this up here works properly. Because it's where we're sitting. It's it's the place that we are. We don't understand that just because it's not pastor up here that there are not other people involved in the work of God. And things that are taking place that we may never see. But during the credits is a time where people get uninterested. They don't care to know who who did this and they don't care to know who played the guitar on that one song and they don't care who was back at the soundboard running sound they just want to know what's what are you going to do for me what are you going to do to entertain me is it going to benefit me and so people quit watching and and throw the programs in the trash and they don't care that there were other people involved people tend to only realize that there was a work being done on this side, people don't care that without those people that do the costumes and the cameras and the lights and sound, etc., there is no program. There is no film. There is nothing for you to enjoy. And we forget sometimes that without all of those things that work behind the scenes, everything in front would not even happen. The truth is there are more people that work behind the curtain and behind the camera than were ever in front of the camera. But we have been taught that we are to feel our way through life and that perception is reality. Although the word of God says we are to walk by faith and not by sight. We are to walk by things that we may not see at all right now, but we've got to continue walking in faith, knowing that somewhere there is a God above that is looking down. He is present with us. He is working with us and for us. We live our life the same way. We tend to notice the works of God that are evident to us. The miracles that take place outside of our body that we can look at and say, I know the Lord healed me because I saw it with my own two eyes. I know he filled me with the Holy Ghost because I felt it in my spirit. I sense something is different. I have noticed things are different and we base everything based upon what we see and how we feel things that are obvious to us the presence of God that was here today and moving we felt it we felt the power of God we felt the hovering of his spirit and we responded to what we felt we responded to the presence of God that was in this place and that is great and that is wonderful and we ought to do that every time we come into the presence of God we ought to come and lift our hands and say thank you God that you even opened those doors for me to walk in here today 
today. Thank you, God, that I was even able to breathe this morning when I woke up. You gave me another day. I thank you that I woke up this morning with a roof over my head today. We ought to do that. We ought to be thankful for the things that are evident. But we ought to come into this place each and every service knowing that what we see is not all that there is going on. That the people that are up here singing and worshiping, that's great and that's wonderful and we wouldn't have service the way we do without them. But there is something else going on outside of what you can see. There is somebody at work beyond the present that you see right now who's already in your tomorrow. He's already making a way where there seemed to be no way. He's already started pouring out his spirit. It's falling like rain. Well, it hasn't touched me yet. I haven't felt anything yet. That's all right. Just stick around. It's coming. It's coming. We've got to open our eyes and realize there is more than meets the eye. There's more going on than what we even realize when we come into the presence of God. But we live in this thing called flesh. And so we walk in flesh. But Romans 8 says that you have got to walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And when you begin to walk in the spirit, and we don't do it a whole lot. But when you begin to truly walk in the spirit and you allow God to speak to you and through you, when you allow yourself to say, God, I'll do whatever you need me to do. I'll say whatever you need me to say. I'll be a willing vessel. God, just show me what you need. When you begin to pray prayers like that and you're sincere about it, God's going to open up doors for you. God's going to make a way in your life that you never thought possible. You say, well, I I just never prayed it because I never saw it before me. That's okay. Pray it anyways. That's okay. Go ahead and speak it anyways because there's stuff going on behind the scenes that you don't even know about. God already knows you're going to pray it. God already knows that you're going to speak it and he's already preparing the way. It's easy to worship when you can see the victory happening. It's easy to shout when the doctor gives you an outstanding report. It's easy to believe when it's unfolding right before your eyes. That's that's the easy part. That's the obvious part. And we celebrate the fact that we are here. But that's the easy things in life. But what about the things that are happening in the spirit? The things that many of us are blind to. The things that are taking place both day and night. We've got to remember there is a work That is being done that maybe I cannot see. Perhaps my eyes have not yet been opened to the fullness of God's spirit at work. Very differently about our situation. We're truly open today. We would leave feeling very differently about our situation. We would leave feeling very differently about what's going on in our world right now. We would leave feeling very differently about the things that are happening in my family that I just don't quite understand. I would leave feeling confident not in my own efforts and abilities, but in the God that I serve that I know is working. When the doctor says there is no way on this side of the curtain, and he's showing me the reports, and he's showing me everything that's going on, I'm looking at that. I see that. That is obvious to me. But there is a work being done that I cannot see. And no matter what the doctor says, no matter what is before me on this 
decide there is something happening in the spirit that God is working for his people. And he said, I know you don't see it right now, but I'm back here doing something for you. I know you don't feel it like you want to feel it, but just keep on keeping on. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep being faithful. Keep lifting your hands. Keep worshiping. I'm back here doing a work for you. There are things that are happening in our life that we just don't always see. One side of the curtain, I see my bills and my debt and all the money that I have to spend out just to make it another day. And over here, I see what the check that I have coming in and it doesn't equal up. Well, guess what? You continue living faithfully for God and somewhere God's going to make a way because he's back here working. He's doing something behind the scenes that you don't even realize. He will give you your own miracle. He'll give you your own five loaves and two fish. This week at district conference, the pastor that pastored the church at Ground Zero of Hurricane Harvey got up and was speaking to the people and he said that his church was ready to do some work and brother Dwayne will have to correct you later, correct me later if I'm wrong. But he said that they were anticipating 60 people to come work and help at their church. And so how much did they prepare food for 60 people? Because that's how many were coming. And he said when they got up the next morning, there were 120 people that showed up to work. That's that's great and wonderful and we want to shout about it. But there was a pastor who was concerned because they only had food for 60 people. But there was a pot of soup that they were serving people that day. They were serving that soup. And by the end of that day, they had fed all 120 people. And they took that pot home full of soup. There wasn't food at the grocery stores. A hurricane had just blown through there. There wasn't supplies right next door to go to Kroger and just get what you need. You say, well, I I just kept scooping. I didn't know something else was going on behind the scenes. I just kept doing what God told me to do. I just kept making sure that those men were fed. They were going to be working. You say, I don't see it. You don't have to see it. God is doing a work whether you realize it or not. He's moving in your family whether you see it or not. You say, well, my son, he's been out of church so long. I understand, but God's doing a work back here. You say, well, I don't know. I've had this addiction for a long time. That's what I see on this side of the curtain. And God's saying, I know your struggles. I know what you're going through. I've already prepared your way all around. I know what's coming your way. And I want you to know I've already prepared your way out. I've already made a way where there was no way. When you're wandering in the wilderness, I'm preparing a way in the wilderness. You're you're not surprising me with anything. I I'm the one working behind the scenes. I've come to tell someone today, even when we can't see it, God is working. He never stops working. In John 5, 17, Jesus had just healed the man at the pool of Bethesda. 
And they are coming at Jesus, accusing him of doing work on the Sabbath day. And we don't do that. And we're not supposed to work on the Sabbath day. And they're thinking they're going to hand it over to Jesus. And he said, my father is always working. And so am I. One translation, he says, my father has never stopped working. One translation said, my father is still working. Another said, my father is working right now. Are you getting it? My father is still working. He's always been working. He's working when I don't see it. He's working when I do see it. He's working when everything's going good. And he's working when everything's going bad. He's working when the bank account's full. He's working when the bank account is empty. I may not always feel it. I may not always see it. My world may tell me differently. My mom and daddy may tell me differently. But God is working. He never stops working. He is working for my good. He is working to give me an expected end. He is working to make sure that I am saved. Praise God. Praise God. We sang this song around here the other night and I heard it again this weekend at district conference. And somewhere in the middle of them singing it both times, the Lord just reached down and got a hold of my spirit and began to speak this word into my heart for this service today. Someone needs to know tonight that even when you don't see it, he's working. That even when you don't feel it, he's working. He never stops. He never stops working. I want that to sink into somebody today. Even when you don't see it, He is working. That even when you don't feel it, He is working. He never stops. He never stops working. That's the God that you are serving today. He does not stop. He does not relent. He does not get intimidated. He does not get persuaded. He said, I have a plan in mind and I'm working. I'm working. I'm working for you and you and you. When you don't see it, I'm there. When you're in the hospital, I'm there when you're crying in your room alone I am there and I am working come on somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise hallelujah Jesus praise God they said of that old energizer buddy today just keeps going and going and going and going I've come to tell somebody today, God keeps working and working and working and working. The psalmist said, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber or sleep. What does that mean? That means that when we're resting, when we're laying our head down at night, there is somebody 
looking down from above. There is somebody that is in our very presence that is working when we don't see it. When we're asleep, he's already doing something great. That while we're laying our head down at night, he's restocking shelves. He's restoring those mercies that are about to be new the next morning when you wake up. Not just new as in something different than the day you had before. It's a whole new brand set of mercies for that day for you. That's what God is doing. He said, I know you're sleeping right now. I know you've got your head down and you cried yourself to sleep tonight. But I want to tell you that while you were sleeping, I was doing something for you. That while you were laying your head down at night, I was up all night long working for you. I was doing something for you. Like mama working on her kids school project. God is staying up all night so that you have something to show for the next day. You have something to walk out and say, I don't know how he did it, but somehow he did. I went to bed worried, but I woke up with a worship in my heart. I went to bed feeling like I was going to struggle the next day, but God ordered my steps. He made a way, and now I get to go about this day rejoicing. God is not how it was last night. He said, oh, I know, because weeping only endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. How does joy come in the morning? Because I was working while you were sleeping. I was doing something even when you didn't know I was doing it. Praise God. Praise God. Common sense tells us that obviously there are people who are cleanup crews after events. Stores have people that work in the hours of the night while you're sleeping to restock shelves. But we forget that because we just walk in and it's right there and it's already ready for us. We don't have to wonder where it is. It's already been restocked. You say, well, how did that happen? It happened because somebody was working the night shift. It happened because while you were at home getting rest, somebody else sacrificed hours of their day to go and put bread on the shelves for you. Somebody else went to put milk on the shelves for you. Those people may never win an award. They may never get applauded. They may never get worship. But there was a work that was going on in the night. There were people cleaning up messes from yesterday. That you get to walk into tomorrow and say, how did this happen? How did all of this clean itself up overnight? I've heard of many churches that could not afford a place to rent to have church. So they found a bar of all places that was closed on Sunday. And they said, would it be possible for us to have church? You say, that's silly. It ain't silly, people. God said, I'll do it wherever, whenever, however. You just bring the people there. If there's people still sleeping in the parking lot from the night before, bring them into. We'll pray for them and believe that God will do a work in their life. And you know what they said? There were times they had to get there three hours before service to pray. No, not to pray. They were in there sweeping. They were in there cleaning. They were in there covering things up that were on the wall and going in the bathroom and covering things up in the bathroom. And they said we were preparing it for worship. And when people walked in, they would have never known that that place was a bar and a party the night before. 
And had those people showed up the next day, they would have never known that that that, that was the same place that they were in the night before. You see, there are people that God has in place. There are things that God has set in motion that you may not ever see. Perhaps in your life, He's already placed somebody in your life. A doctor that you don't know how God put in your in your field and, and in your situation. But God made a way. People that God has placed in your circle that you look around and say, how did this happen? How did this happen? It was because God was working. We simply live our lives in our little bubbles, not realizing there is a whole other realm that we can't even fathom. There is behind the scenes people that are making my experience greater. In our text, the Bible says that the king's plans kept being ruined by the children of Israel. And so the king said, well, how is this happening? Is there a mole? Is there somebody who is a traitor? And they said, oh, no, sir, it's it's no traitor. It's that prophet of God. It's the one that God has been speaking to. And he has been speaking to the people of Israel. And he has been telling them everything you said. They said, he's even told them things you're saying behind closed doors when you're whispering. That's the power of our God. And he said, not only that, but every time God speaks to him and tells him what you've been saying, he goes and tells the people of God what you've been saying, and they can defend themselves against you. He says, I want you to go and get Elisha, and I want you to bring him to me. I can imagine he was not just wanting to shake his hand. But he said, I want you to fetch him and bring him to me. And it says that in the night, in the night, the king sent chariots and a host of men and horses that encompassed round about and surrounded Elisha and that servant. The Bible says that that next morning when that servant woke up, he woke up early and he walked out. I can only imagine walking out and seeing what this man saw. Not anticipating all the troubles that would come on Monday morning. Not anticipating all the struggles that I would have to face the next day. Not anticipating all the struggles that would be waiting for me. But he walked out and he opened his eyes and all he saw was trouble. All he saw was the bad news on the newspaper. All he saw was the struggles and the, and the trials that he would be facing. And he, like many of us, walked in there, and I'm sure he was scared half to death. He hears it, and he shares it with Israel. And and this, this guy goes into Elisha, and he says, Elisha, what shall we do? What are we going to do, Elisha? That's how many of us are. We We get bombarded by something, and we just put our hands and say, what am I going to do? God, how am I going to do this? God, I was not anticipating this this morning. God, I didn't know that this struggle would be waiting for me. God, I didn't know that this is how it was going to be. God, I didn't know that all this was going to be attacking my family this week. I didn't know, God, that my car would have this many problems. I didn't know that I'd be running out of money this quickly and... He sees all of the trouble and all of the trials and he says, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? From what I can see, 
There is no chance we're leaving here. But Elisha said, fear not. Because somebody's already been speaking to him. Fear not. For there are more. There are more that are for us. Than they that are against us. And I don't, it doesn't say this in the Bible, but I imagine that servant began to look around, looked at himself, and looked at Elisha, and said, Elisha, I'm not a math genius. I'm not good with analytics. But I can tell you the last time I counted, there's a whole bunch of them and very few of us. But Elisha said, okay, God, he's not seeing what I'm seeing. He's seeing on this side of the curtain right now. He sees the actors that are in place. The phonies, the people who are just doing it so that other people can applaud them. But I'm seeing something different. I see that there is a work being done that no man can see. I see there is something that is taking place that this servant of mine hasn't seen yet. And so, God, my prayer today is that you would open his eyes. Open his eyes. Let him see. Pull back the curtain. Let him see the work you're doing. Let him see what you have in place. And the Bible says that God opened up his eyes. He was already seeing before, but he was only seeing right here in the physical. But God opened his eyes and he was able to see in the spirit. And he said, my Lord, my God, as I'm looking around, it is not us who are outnumbered. It is them. It is them who are outnumbered. And he looked around. There were horses and chariots of fire. More than he could count. And they were surrounding Elisha. He said, I never saw it. I was asleep in the night when those enemies came and accompanied around me. But somewhere in the night when that was going on, God saw what was taking place. And God said, not on my watch, not on my watch. And somewhere in the night when they were sleeping, God spoke to Elisha and said in the morning, in the morning, you're going to walk out and there's going to be a lot of people to intimidate you. There's going to be a lot of things come against you. But I have come to declare to you tonight, you need to speak over your servant and pray that I open his eyes. He won't see it yet. But when you wake up, just know that there are more that are for you than those that are against you. God said, if I be for you, then who can be against you? Let's stand all over this praise today. I pray today that someone gets a hold of it. That God never stops working. Even when we don't see it. Which is most of the time. Even when we might say, well, God, I, I, which is most of the time. If some of us were to be honest, we might say, well, God, I, I haven't felt it in a long time. God, I haven't seen anything spiritual that have, has given me hope in a long time. 
God, I've not seen any progress in the promises that you've made for me and my family. We say, but God, I I can't see it. He said, oh, I know. I have not seen. Nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I love that. Well, not only because it says I hath not seen and ear hath not heard, but because he said God hath prepared. It's already done. He's already prepared it. So so what's what's the deal? Perhaps there are servants who are walking out. They've been blinded by their past. They've been blinded by their failure. They've been blinded by circumstance. They've been blinded by reality. By the flesh. By the things we look at and say, God, I just can't escape this. It looks like the end, but there's still a work being done. You say, I'm outnumbered. My accusers are more than my friends. Look again. There are more troubles than triumphs. Open his eyes. Based on what I see, it looks like I'm greatly outnumbered. Oh God, open our eyes. God, I was born a sinner. I am a sinner and will always be a sinner. But behind the scenes, there is someone saying, oh no child. You had some of that right, but I have something prepared for you. I've been working. While you were out there lost, I've been working. While you were out there running, I've been working. While you were struggling, I've been working. While you were slipping, I have been working. When you were faithful, I have been working. When you were praying, I have been working. When you were sleeping, Elisha and servant, I was working. When the enemy was coming up against you like a flood, I was raising up a standard. You know how to see in the Spirit? You get filled with the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit. You can't see in the Spirit if you're walking in that flesh. But if God would open our eyes, I want someone to know today there is a work being done right now in this very moment. That you can't even see yet, but he is working. I know you can't see it right now, but there are angels that are in this place. I know you can't see it right now, but the doctors are wrong. I know you can't see it right now, but the numbers will add up. I know you can't see it right now, but your child is coming back home. I know you don't feel it right now, but healing is on its way. I know you don't see it right now, but your family's about to receive blessing after blessing after blessing. Why? I haven't done anything to deserve it because somebody's been working. Somebody's been moving. Somebody's been preparing for you. And he's saying, I want you to know that there may be a lot that comes against you, but there are more that are working on your behalf than you even realize. Well, God, I only see two people working for me. My mom and dad are the only ones that are really working for me. God, my kids are the only ones. If you could see on that. And God says, no, that's that's just what you see on this side. If you could see on that side, there's a church that's praying for you. There's people that are coming. They're about to knock on your door. 
They're about to reach out to you. They're about to reach out and pick you up from the place you are. I know you don't see it right now, but he's working. I know you don't feel it right now, but he's working. I challenge somebody today. Would you open your eyes that you may see? I challenge somebody today. Would you step out and begin to worship as if it's already done? As if your child has already came back to God because he said, I'm working. Woo!